the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, Friend, who set me to be a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly. He thought to himself, What should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones. There I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. The Gospel of the Lord. I speak to you in the name of God, who is Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Our Old Testament readings from the book book of the prophet Hosea over the last two weeks have been, to use a technical term, doozies filled with foul language and depictions of violence, they seem better for late night movies than for Sunday morning church. I've spent a good portion of the last week asking myself, why? Of all the Old Testament lessons that the wider church could have selected for us to read this summer, of all the prophetic literature that we could have heard, Why these? After some reflection, I have come to see that there is a message of hope buried deep within this challenging text. It's a message of hope that we all need to hear, and especially so in these challenging times. Hosea is a story of unrelenting love, the kind of love that anger cannot overwhelm kind of love that really can redeem the world. 
We can think of Hosea's prophecy as a tale of two infidelities. In last week's reading, we meet Hosea and his wife, Gomer. The couple conceives three children, and God gives each child a symbolic name. Name the first Jezreel, God says. For in a little while, I will punish the house of Jehu for the blood of Jezreel. Name the second child Lo-Ruhamah, for I will no longer have pity on the house of Israel or forgive them. Name the third child Lo-Ami, for you are not my people, and I am not your God. God's anger towards Israel is clear from the outset of Hosea and is confirmed in the names that God selects for these three children. But the reasons for God's anger are not disclosed until several chapters later. In the meanwhile, Hosea develops a significant anger towards Gomer. Hosea learns that Gomer has been unfaithful to him, cheating on him with several other men. This is the first infidelity in Hosea, and the one that prompted the strong language in last Sunday's reading. Hosea devises a plan to punish Gomer for her adultery, but also to reunite himself with her. Even in the midst of his anger, Hosea keeps in mind his ultimate desire, which is reconciliation. As Hosea writes of Gomer, even after her adultery, I will take you as my wife forever. I will take you as my wife in righteousness and in justice, in steadfast love and in mercy. I will take you as my wife in faithfulness, and you shall know the Lord. This story chafes at the sensibilities of people who are concerned about the way that women are portrayed in Holy Scripture and about the way that those portrayals are often misused to justify violence against women today. I make no excuse for the text or for its writer. But I do take some solace in the fact that Hosea is not writing a commentary on people's relationships with each other. The core truth of the book of the prophet Hosea is about people's relationships with God. That is the second infidelity, the unfaithfulness that God's people have exhibited towards God ever since that first serpent slithered into Eden. Hear the heartbreak of God as recorded by Hosea in this morning's reading. When Israel was a child, I loved them. And out of Egypt, I called my son. But the more I called them, the more they went from me. They kept sacrificing to other gods, offering incense to idols. God's lament continues. I took them up in my arms. I led them with cords of human kindness, with bands of love. 
they have refused to return to me. And as a result, the sword rages in their cities. It devours them because of their schemes. My people are bent on turning away from me. Like Hosea, God knows what it feels like to be the victim of infidelity, of having people who were bound to him in love be lured away by the temptations of others. God knows the experience of infidelity, and God knows the anger that follows, that white-hot burning rage that inspired Hosea to want to mete out vengeance on Gomer. But God also knows the experience of love. God also knows the unconditional love that opens the door to forgiveness and that has as its telos, that is, as its ultimate goal, the unbounded and unbelievable grace of reconciliation. As God's love defeats his anger, God says, my heart recoils within me. My compassion grows warm and tender. I will not execute my fierce anger, for I am God and no mortal. I am the Holy One in your midst, and I will not come to you in wrath. Who among us is not guilty of infidelity towards God? Who among us has never been lured away from God by the temptations of the world? by the temptations of money and possessions, of influence and power, of prosperity, and the promise of easy living. Who among us has not ever placed our hope for the future in our own ability to earn and to accumulate, rather than in God's promise to provide for our needs? We may not turn our hearts towards false gods any longer, as was the temptation of choice in Hosea's day, but we certainly do steer our ships towards the siren song of self-reliance. We certainly do put our trust in the false gods of our own strength and independence. In his anger, God says to us through the prophet Hosea, I called you out of Egypt. I tied myself to you with bands of love, yet you are bent on turning away from me. But God also says, nevertheless, my heart is full of compassion for you. I will not mete out my anger. I am God, and revenge is the way of mortals. I will not come to you in wrath. Hosea tells the tale of two infidelities, of his wife's infidelity and of his people's. Hosea makes these stories real by recording for us the burning heat of anger that we would all expect to feel if we found ourselves in a similar situation. And then Hosea tells us what he really wants us to know. 
He tells us about a God who is characterized by compassion, who is filled with love that anger cannot overcome, and whose ultimate goal is forgiveness and reconciliation. Why were these challenging scriptures chosen for us to hear? Because hiding within Hosea's strong language and his raw emotion is a message of hope. When it seems like the world is too far gone, even for God, Hosea says, no way. When it seems like God's people have angered God beyond the point of forgivability, Hosea says, that's not how God works. God does not do what mortals do. God does not answer violence and betrayal with hatred and anger. <clears throat> no. God answers violence with love. God answers betrayal with forgiveness. God answers darkness with light. Thanks be to God for that. Amen.